Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. And today, a couple things before I start with the um, topic. I want to apologize for the sound. I'm doing the best I can. My mics are having technical difficulties, so I'm using an old backup mic. And another thing I wanted to mention was how important it is to support local gay businesses. As I just heard about another local gay business that I supported is being shut down because of COVID and because they can't afford to like stay open. So in these times, probably more than any, it is definitely important to support gay local businesses. Okay. With that being said, now on to today's topic, which is hooking up slash having sex when living at home with your parents. An unfortunate reality that I am learning about now. It's not it's not the easiest thing, but it's something that I have kind of just... I mean, learn to deal with until I get my own place again. I am one of those people who's, like, benefited from the fact that, like, when I first started having sex, I was living on my own, in my own apartment. So, this isn't necessarily stories of, like, from my youth. It's more stories from when I was older. So... With that, there were times where I just, I've done stuff that, like, I wouldn't have done had I had my own place and, like, was able to control what time I could do stuff. I mean, I've had sex in public at night. Like, that's something I wouldn't have done had it not been for me living at home. And, like, sneaking people in. See, that's... I will say... If you're gonna sneak people into your house... Don't do it when someone's home. Like... That's that's disrespectful. Like... To do that. Just, like... You know somebody's there and, like... Just be like, yeah, you can come at this time. I'll sneak you in through a window. Like, I know people do that, but it's it's kind of rude. I mean, if you're going to do it, listen. Do it when you know you have time. Like, give yourself, like, a four to five hour window where you know nothing's going to happen. Like, nobody's going to come home. There's going to be no surprises because... That's probably the one thing I have experienced that, not in my house, but somebody else's house, literally, I was there, we were just about, well, okay, at this point I was being versatile, so, um... He had gotten done fucking me, and I was about to, like, start fucking him, and all of a sudden, 
his brother, I think, came home, and then it was like, I literally had to be snuck out of the house, holding my pants in my underwear, putting my pants on as I got outside, and that's not something you want to have happen. You should, like, if you are gonna do this, you should at least know that you have time. And in terms of having sex outside, just think about the time of day. Like, don't be inviting somebody to, like, fuck them at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, have some respect Cause that's insane. Like I know people, I know people do it, but that's fucking insane. Like, gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna have sex in the bathroom at two p.m. when it's light out. It's like, no, no, th- that's how you get caught. If you're gonna do it, at least wait until nighttime, where everybody's like gone for the most part. You have a spot, and you can just sneak back there. Because, look, I get, like, how technically it's illegal because people shouldn't have to see that and stuff. But if I am the kind of person where if you're doing stuff and nobody's around and it's just you and the other person, like... Have at it. Live your best life. Do what you're gonna do. But if there's like tons and tons of people around, it's like that's how you get caught. And that's how you end up like, you could end up on like a sex offender registries list for doing something like that. And it's like, that's not worth it. It's it's just, it's not worth it for you to, like, go through all that just so you can, like, have a good time. So, back to that. Yeah, it's, it was rough. It's, it's why I'm the person who believes that you should have, like, not to be clear, it's like, yes, I've had sex with, like, a decent amount of people. But, like, it's better to have, like, four or five people in your life that, like, you know and are, like, good at knowing you, especially if you're tight like me, than to just have all these random guys. Because, especially like, straight-slash-DL guys, they see on porn, like, all this stuff where they're like, oh, you can just stick it in. No. No, I don't... No, you gotta lube that shit up, and you gotta, like, ease it in. Because... And if you can't ease it in and, like, take your time, then you shouldn't be... 
A, fucking a guy, and B, doing anal with anybody. Because, like, you just... It's... It shows them, it makes them feel when you don't, like, respect them as just an object. And I know some people, like, love being disrespected and love being, like, whipped and, like, chained up, chained and tied up and shit. That's not my scene. I'm not someone who's, like, I'm not saying you have to, like, always take me to dinner but like at least like take your time and show that you respect me and show that like I'm gonna get as much pleasure out of this as you are because if not then I don't want to fuck with you. I want to, like, stay home. I want to not invite you over. Because there are some guys who just feel that they can do whatever they want and the only pleasure that's going to have is theirs. Meaning, like, they want to do stuff to you or they want to have stuff done to them but they don't want to do it in return and it's like listen sometimes this is a two way street like I mean the probably the, exa the example I can think of it that the best is like rimming and it's like if you're gonna expect me to do that to you motherfucker you better do that to me as well show me some respect you fucking asshole I hate guys who just like can't like deal with that and to me it's like well then you're not going to get a chance at this bussy. You ain't going to get a chance at this ass. Because I'm not going to let you do it. If you don't show that you respect me. And. I mean. Ultimately, if there are any like people out there who are virgins and are waiting to have sex... At least do it with somebody who respects you. That's probably, like, my takeaway from this episode. Do it with somebody who has some respect for you. Don't just... Have sex... With, like, the first guy who... Like, says hi to you. And I don't mean that, like... Literally, I mean that more, like, metaphorically. But there's some people who, like have dropped down their standards. I certainly didn't. When I dated my first boyfriend, he was nice and all, but his like personality started like getting on my nerves. And 
I put up with it, and eventually, I broke up with him, like, right after Valentine's Day. Because I just couldn't deal with him anymore. It was just, it was too much for me. And then, and I just didn't want to be with him. Like, I want... I understand being in a relationship with somebody and it's like sometimes you can like put up with somebody and sometimes you can just deal with them and everything's gonna be like perfect. Well, I shouldn't say perfect. Everything's gonna be like for the most part sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, but other times it's just not going to be. And then there are some times where you just have to realize that breaking up is the best option. My first and third boyfriend I learned that with. Because again, my third boyfriend I mentioned on this podcast before. His personality was like grating to me. Not only that, he was... He was kind of a racist, and I didn't know that when I started dating him, because I wouldn't have, I would never date a racist, because to me, I am all about loving, and I am especially about loving people outside of your race, because to me, it's like, not only does that teach you about other people's cultures, but that also teaches you about, or no, hearing their experiences allows you to see things from a different perspective, because, and they have the best deck, I'm just kidding, um, (laughs) it, For me, dating mostly black guys has, like, shown me the kind of, I'm going to say, the poorer black way of life. And I'm going to say poorer black because I'm not one of those people who believes that people should say african-american because honestly to me it's kind of a respect thing because it's assuming that like every black person came from africa and it's just not that way it's like people come from jamaica people come from haiti people come from like all different walks of life they're not all from africa and they don't all have african descent so I, fe- I actually feel calling somebody African-American is kind of disrespectful. But that's just me. Because I feel like that was a word, African-American, that was made up by white people to like kind try to be politically correct. Anyway, so... With... Where was I? Dating other... Dating outside your race. Oh, yeah. So... From that, it's like dating 
I've never dated a rich person. God, I wish I had. Um, I would be so much easier if... See, that's all anybody wants. Like, in truth, I just want someone who has money. I want someone who has lots of money so that way, eventually, I can just be an entertainer full-time and I don't have to work a 9-to-5. I would love that. I just... If there are any sugar daddies listening, like... Send me money, please. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I know, it's so bad to put that way, but it's like... I... It's just... I wish the world didn't run on money. Like... I know plenty of people... Wish that way, but honestly, if money were no object... I would literally stay at home and probably record music, record, like, videos for music and, like, post podcasts, like, twice a week at least. And for some people that may be a bit much, but I would love that. So, anyway, um... So yeah, never date any rich people. I've dated middle class and poor people. And... It's also... It's a very different experience of life. And I've also dated somebody who... Came, who was adopted by Hispanic people and was black. So it's like... That's also a different experience... Of life. And... and he, I'm going to say he, this person is now a woman, but at the time it was a guy. He told me about how homophobic they were. And it's, to me, I never really understood homophobia. Like... I had my times where I would say I was a little homophobic, but my homophobia was not, it was from not understanding and, like, self-denial. Because, as I've said, we all deny the fact that we are gay. Well, most of us who are, like, I would say ages 20 and above, probably. Well, not even 20. I'd say like 25 and above. Because we grew up in a different world. We grew up in a world where it wasn't as accepting. And wasn't as like... Loved. I feel like gay people are loved now. Whereas before, they really weren't. And you could see that not only on, not only in like news coverage, but you could see that on television. A great example of that is the show Queer as Folk, which they're remaking now in New Orleans, but the original was set in Pittsburgh, well, 
the original American version, was set in Pittsburgh. There was a British version of the show first, but... You, the On the American version, you could just see how homophobic the country was during George Bush's presidency. And... It's just... I don't... Even now, like, during... Um... Trump's presidency, you could see that homophobia still existed. And it's almost like, how can this still exist? Like, we're in, at that time, we were in the year 2016 to 2020, and you don't know any fucking gay people? Like, how is that? I mean, and turning away people, this is probably the thing I don't get the most. You find out that your son or daughter is gay and your first instinct is to kick them the fuck out? Like, where's your heart? Like, that's your blood. That's your family. Why the fuck are you kicking them out of their house? So what they're gay? Who cares? It does not affect your life at all. How they live. It doesn't affect their life. It doesn't affect your life at all. So let them be them and let them live. I say, I will say, because I am fortunate enough to have a dad who accepts me. And with that, I am just so grateful. Because, like, don't get me wrong. My dad's not, like, the most liberal person in the world. But my dad is enough, is like smart enough to accept that I am his child. And he accepts me for that. And he doesn't really, I feel like he's a little bit smarter than some people his age. Because my dad's in the 70s. So like... That's where you would expect the homophobia to be the most, but I don't feel my dad is. I mean, I feel my dad is, like, a little bit neutral to it. Anyway. Wow. That it was way off topic. But anyway, um... What the hell was that? I don't even remember. Let me start a new topic. Or let me get back on topic. I think I can do that. Um... Let's talk about socioeconomical status. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's talking about dating richer and poor people. It's also, like, when you date someone who's, like, struggling like you are, it shows that, like, they can show their way. They're not be able, not be able to, like, buy you everything that you want. But they can just show you their love in ways that rich pe- some rich people, not all, but some rich people try to do, but they just can't because I feel with rich people, like most of the time they just throw money at problems and that's not... 
gonna work for um that's not gonna work for you because I would love to say that money solves everything and I was joking before but money can only do so much at some point you have to like step up and realize that people who believe that like getting rich is gonna help make you happy I was one of those people at one point I thought happiness came from actually I'm not even gonna say I knew where it came from I didn't know but once I found it it was great because I suffered with depression I still have like little bits of it but I suffered with depression for so long as I've said on this podcast before I was depressed honestly from what I remember from the ages of 12 to the age of 21 and that's a lot the fact that I am I feel the fact that I'm still here talking to you on this podcast and still performing honestly is a fucking miracle because there were so many times that I just wanted to check out because I thought that would have been easier than dealing with life. Wow. And on (laughs) that sad note, unfortunately, I think I'm going to end... This is Gay Out the City, and I hope you enjoyed.